If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And so to me now, I kind of look at everything that is asked with that same question. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Hey, y'all, and welcome to Guild Stories, the podcast where every person has a story, and it's the stories that connect us all. I'm Justin Rickliffs, founder and CEO of Guild Content, husband of Brooke, and father of five young people. And I'm joined today by my lovely co-host, who happens to be my wife as well. Hey, guys, I'm Brooke, owner of Reclaim the Home, Justin's wife and mother of five. We're so grateful you're here. This podcast is a place where we'll explore the stories of hustlers, dreamers, and doers who are going for it by pursuing meaningful work and living life with purpose. Welcome to Guild Stories. We're joined today by a husband and wife combo who are killing it in business and living terrific, meaningful lives. Leanne and Scott Cruz. Leanne is the founder of Love Letters. It's a business that started in 2013 and has exploded onto at least the local scene in KC, and we'll hear about um, her plans for the business, their plans for the business beyond that. Scott is new to the team. He's the full-time operations manager for the business. After just leaving a long stint, he held um, with an influential role at Big Brothers Big Sisters of KC. Scott, as you'll hear, is responsible for the systems and the scale of the operation as they expand, Um, and he may also be Leanne's slappy <laughs> is that a fair is that fair is this pg-13 or r it's r because they're different you can go r. i'm her bitch <laughs> good i was hoping you'd say that their story is an incredible one and we're so grateful they're here to tell it with us today scott and leanne welcome to the show hi thanks for having us what's up <laughs> so glad you guys can join us today tell us first of all what is love letters love letters is a women's boutique a local women's boutique that Started just by my love of sports, going to all the games with my father, and um, yeah, just my my love of all things sports, wanting something great to wear, so trying to create that for all the women of KC. Great, thanks. Shoploveletters.com for those uh, that, uh, you know, it's mostly online, but uh, we also have some other retail opportunities at various places throughout the city. Perfect, great. Give our listeners a quick intro. Where are you all from? Tell us a little about your family and what life was like growing up for you. Okay. Um, I am from Kansas City right here. I went to Oak Park High School. Go Northman. That's right. Um, Grew up with my younger sister, and I have an older brother, and my mom and my dad. I had a pretty, uh, what you would consider a typical childhood. How about you, Scott? I grew up in Lewisburg, Kansas. Home of the Cider Mill and uh, Lewisburg Ford. And the donuts, right? Uh, cider yes, donuts. Cider yeah. donuts, yeah, yes. Um, yeah, very typical childhood, With as Leanne said. Uh, you know, mom, dad, they were both teachers. And uh, I have a younger sister and a cat named Felix. That's, <laughs> that's about it. And now, Leanne, you want to tell them about our family now? Yeah. Now we have two sons, Landon and Kellen. Landon is a seventh grader, and Kellen is in fourth grade now. That's awesome. So good. Um, so our connection, just so our listeners know, the the connection to Leanne for Brooke and I goes way back to the days of like um, old school Ford probes and pom poms in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so give us you know, give our listeners maybe just a, a quick taste of um, how we know each other and yeah. and what that you know thread kind of ties back to. Well, we all went to school together, and it's funny because we were all great friends, 
even separately before all together. Um, I danced with Brooke for three years. Yeah, you were way better than I was. Yeah, please. And um, Justin, we just always uh, had similar personalities and always just kind of hit it off. So immediate friends with both of you guys. Yeah, so my... Oh, good, Scott. I'll just say, uh, man, you never tell the story. Aren't, aren't you responsible for... Matchmaker. Team Rickliffs. <laughs> I said Rickliffs. Yeah, that think works. I'm partially, We've heard way worse, I think too. I'm partially responsible. I can't take all the credit, but I did for sure pretend like I was Brooke... I wrote a fake note to Justin, didn't I? And left it on your car, or is it the opposite way? Opposite. You put it on my car. Okay. I think you From wrote it. From him. I pretended like I was Justin. Yes. Mm-hmm. And wrote, because you were scared, but you did love so her always. Scared. No so balls. scared. Everybody was, <laughs> wow. everybody was scared. <laughs> wow. But I this wrote is a, rated R. I wrote a fake note from Justin to Brooke and put it on your car. And I feel like that's maybe where it all began. I can't take all the credit, but I do feel like I deserve a little something, something. I mean, you should, dude. You should take as much credit as you want. Deserve it. Your whole family and all your children are because of me. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So obviously, you know, we believe in kind of the power of storytelling and relationship and um, kind of these these fabrics or these threads that tie us all together. And so I think it's um, interesting to to know that we've known each other for decades and have been cheering for you as you've built your business – or the last almost decade. So tell us a little bit about like some of your early ideas from an entrepreneur perspective, some of your, your ideas that maybe got started and then failed or right. got started and had a little bit of a, of success. And then ultimately get us into this like current of how was love letters formed and what were some of those early experiences like? Okay. Well, I've, you know, I've always, I think just had kind of an entrepreneurial spirit. Like it's always, I've always been thinking of something I can do, what I can do. Um, I've definitely had a few things. That Love Letter started as a business that did high school spirit wear. And so not very many people know that, but I just kind of started on the side doing high school spirit wear, and then it kind of took off from there. Um, but, yeah, of course, we've talked for hours and hours about plenty of ideas that I've had that failed. Um, but this one, I, I just always kind of came back to – to what was true to myself, to my roots, to enjoying sports, to fully wanting to be present at all of the games and enjoying that with my dad and just kind of always going back there. And so when every time I came back to my true self, which was sports and apparel, that's kind of where I, where I would succeed for sure. And tell us more about like the, the, con- the context with your father. Like, was that an emotional time for you guys? Was that a yeah. meaningful, did you go to games? Like what, what, what that look like? Yeah, I, I had an older father. Um, he was, you know, 18 years older than my mom and just dads now dads then aren't what they, they weren't what they are now. Like Scott does everything you do everything. But I think back then, like my dad worked and then that was kind of, you know, a lot of the extent of it, we didn't have much special together. And so when we would go to the games, when we would um, go to the Royals games and the Chiefs games, we would be just so connected. It was something that brought us together every time. And, you know, still, when I think of my dad, my very best memories are at a Chiefs game or a Royals game. It's awesome. Can you also expand on, uh, you said, when I, when I met your dad, you know, he had these season tickets. He was like an original season ticket holder at, right. back at municipal wow. uh stadium and you know it was like 
and you know your work with the Chiefs, you can appreciate how much they, you know, appreciated this family at this point that had held season tickets for like forty years or whatever. Um, he had he actually had ten season Whoa. tickets on the fifty yard line, so that probably why ten. You know, he got them, and now God, I wish we could do this, but he would. <laughs> he had ten, and then he would sell them to his friends, but mm. they would all be able to sit together. That's One cool. person held the ticket, and they would all sit together, and that probably you know, helped with this great experience that I remember and still do is, you know, we were up close and we were surrounded by friends and family and it was just always the greatest experience. So to be able to do something now that kind of still branches off of that and still I think would mean a lot to my dad, just what I'm doing now. So that's so neat. That's really cool. Especially when you think a lot of girls, I think of my teenage girls, they don't really want to have much to do with sports if Justin's watching the Chiefs game. They're not there. They're not part of it. So it's really neat that you found a way to connect to your yeah, dad. Yeah, again, that. I think dads, you know, maybe do a little bit more now. Um, there are other ways to connect with your kids. But then, you know, again, just having the older father, and that was our time. That was our connection. So I love, love, love that I'm still incorporating that in my everyday life. It's so pretty. Beautiful. All right, let's talk about um, the growth of your business. When did you know? Like, was there a time or a moment when you were like, yes, we are definitely onto something here? Yeah, I mean, we threw a lot of things against the wall to see if they'd stick at first. I think that's how all businesses kind of start. Um, when we knew, I always say we kind of got into it at the perfect time because it did not hurt at all that it was 2014, 2015, which most will remember um, the Royals having fantastic years then. Mm. So. There was one shirt that we had, um, which now I realize is slightly illegal, and we, <laughs> we stopped selling it quickly, but I did have a shirt. It said Haas Salvi Moose, and um, those just sold like hotcakes. I mean, it was crazy how fast they sold. We could Hotcakes not... sell fast? Yeah, like, you know, what are, I don't I, even know. Hot... Are they pancakes? I, I mean, we asked someone else this question the other day. I, what are hotcakes? Like, I, need, I need to they find some so pancakes. we can sell more of them. You know what? Let's do. That's an, our next business. <laughs> hotcakes. <laughs> hotcakes selling. But, okay, so they sold really quickly. Sorry. No, I'm good Couldn't with, print I'm them good fast enough, but it did make me realize, like, okay, there's something here. Other women want to have something made for women to wear to these games as well. Because Can I ask a dumb question? Yeah. What was wrong with, like, whatever women were wearing to the game? Yeah, there, in my opinion, Brooke. There wasn't, there wasn't much of an option. There wasn't much of an option. And now I couldn't. Like, you don't like the oversized, really stiff cotton right, the gilded. Yeah, no, that wasn't working. And then. Or your boyfriend's hoodie. I was going to say, or years before. Now I couldn't even imagine. It's laughable. Good thing it's a podcast. But I would wear, like, a youth jersey. Like, that's what you would wear because that would be a little bit more, more of fitted. a woman's cut. Yeah, now I'd look like Tommy Boy. But <laughs> <laughs> back then, you would wear, like, a youth jersey. That was all. It was either a, a man's jersey or a youth jersey. There was no in-between. And so I think we kind of filled in a little gap. If I can give Leanne credit, like, so we met in 2004, and this was, like, before Victoria's Secret had come out with their pink line and, you know, all that kind of stuff where they were going after, like, NFL, NBA, baseball, and, and colleges and, and things like that. I mean, this she had this idea, you know, before, like, all the, you know, and, and we weren't really at the right time and place. We were – we had younger children or actually we just had one and we're getting ready to have another. We just weren't at the right time and place to really take this business to the next level. And then mm -hmm. that might've been my fault, but so she, she talked about doing high school apparel and she did well. 
um, you know, selling to some schools in the Northland and, and things like that. But, you know, the, we just weren't, it wasn't the right time, I think, to kind of take the business of what she had in mind and, and put it on the, on the level that she's at now. But I mean, this is, and really Leanne is just an entrepreneur at heart. I mean, she has so many ideas. She is really good it's a blessing and a curse. She's really good at, at coming up with solutions to problems. Sometimes, you know, it, it distracts her from the uh, previous Squirrel. solution that she was working on. But, man, she's had so many great ideas over the years. And, you know, her brother is a patent and trademark attorney in, in Florida. And uh, so, you know, sometimes he has to be like, well, Leanne, somebody's already invented that. But that's a great idea. But, you know, these are things that are new to her sure. and you know and again this was uh just this whole concept of of what love letters is today i mean sh she was thinking about this back in you know well before some of the major brands and whatnot have had kind of a attacked this and uh this is like too much even for this podcast but i'll tell you about a t-shirt she was wearing once it kind of made me fall in love with her uh, back in the uh, back in the day, but we're gonna have to do that after after the after the podcast. I mean, no, I'm intrigued, dude. No, it's a different podcast. <laughs> okay, got it. Move on, move along. <laughs> so, Scott, you are fully on board now. You said a second ago you weren't ready to take it to that next level. Maybe when she was, what made you ready now? I just seeing, honestly, you know the the success that she was having, but also you know, kind of seeing some of the, some of the gaps that, uh, you could you fill know, that role. I could help, you know, I'm yeah. kind of the spackle, you know, Whoa. I, uh, fill in you the cracks a little bit, yeah. you know, rather than the, rather than the B, you know, that, that I've described myself as maybe I'm the spackle and, uh, like you that. know, she's, she's definitely, um, you know, the idea person and, and, and the creative brains and, uh, has the vision and all that kind of stuff. And I, I just kind of try to come back in and, um, you know, take some of the work that maybe she doesn't want to do or maybe she's not as good at, you know, some of the organizational things and systems and, and whatnot that you talked about and, and try to take some of that off her plate to let her focus on, um, you know, some of the bigger the picture important. item. Yeah. Item type of the important. Let's, no, that's how I am for Justin. For, I'm, I'm his boundary because he would be everywhere. And I'm like, hey, here, here's your boundaries. Just let's stay within these and Absolutely. focus on what's think, in between here. I think there's a lot of similarities at this at this very table. Like, I think totally. Justin and I are a lot alike. I mean, we've talked about, I think you two are a lot alike. You keep us on track, keep us focused. And really, in the end, it's what makes us successful, I think, is just having that backbone. But how, how did, so uh, I'm fascinated by... You were not just like the stereotypical, oh, I've got a meeting bonbons and I'm watching Oprah and I've got nothing to do, so I'm going to maybe try no to... No one does that, by the way. I know, right? I mean, Real Housewives of whatever shows, maybe, but no one in the real world. No, no, no. And, and nobody... We just talked about hotcakes and now you're dropping the bonbons. Man, I haven't seen a bonbon totally in like 20 years, <laughs> man. Fair. I just, yeah, I'd age myself. But, but I am intrigued by like, you, you guys fast forwarded through all this like... Um, how did you know you were actually onto something? And, and what did life look like for you at the time? 
I, I know what it looked like. You were still working full time. You were doing your thing. Scott was you working You were cutting full-time. my hair. I was. I was. Do you miss those days, by the way? I don't. I do I sometimes miss, miss the days of like yeah. leaving work. I feel like. Oh, you don't get to leave it somewhere. I, I you know, I, huh. I don't miss, I don't miss hair. I miss, I miss the clients and just the one-on-one, but I, the only thing I miss is just leaving work. I think when you own a business. It's you, always on your mind. You give up. I've not, you don't have a day off. You don't have a weekend. You don't have, I mean, even if we're on vacation, you still have to answer emails and it's great. I wouldn't change it for the whole world, but sometimes I'm like, God, I used to just leave work, mm. just go home and just not think about it. So. That's a really interesting perspective, especially for people that don't own a business mm-hmm. that I, I'm sure a lot take of people that, you take look that for granted at sometimes. business owners yeah, and take think, that for granted. there's yeah. just some pressure. There's some added pressure when it's, when it's your own and when you're working for yourself and it matters to your family and you just, it's hard to turn it off. I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and can't get to sleep, just get some work done. So that's all I miss. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I was texting with a buddy today who owns a company and he, uh, I'll, protect his name and his occupation (laughs) but essentially he said man anxiety is my best friend now and I hate that guy and and, and, in the sense of like he's always here he's always with me like is that is anxiety an issue in terms of um Scott I mean just gonna test it's a it's a natural thing that I dealt with before but now Mm. you know again it's just is it heightened is it bigger it is. It's bigger in a good way. I think if you don't have any, like, good things rarely happen out of your comfort zone, I believe. And so I'm okay with that feeling. Um, Scott coming on has added just a little bit. It's the most exciting thing ever, but I'm like, shit, it's really important now. Like, it's our entire family is in, all of our eggs are in one basket now. And um, so it, it does, it, it seems to put a little bit of extra pressure and a little bit of anxiety. Now he's cool as a cucumber and knows that we are going to be just fine and everything's going to work out. But I, you know, sometimes I do have that, that little bit of added pressure. I think it's, again, it's a great thing. It keeps us going and it's made us have just an outstanding year. I think that extra anxiety just pushes you a little bit. So as with a lot of creative people, I think, you know, Leanne is, is much more, of a, you know, to borrow Dick Vital, she's more of a Dow Joneser. You know, you know, it's Ups up and, and down, down, and you know, I try to be, oftentimes to her steady. chagrin, more steady and cool, calm, and collected. It, most of the time, except when I'm watching a Chiefs or a Mizzou game, and when, then I'm very much Especially a Dow Joneser. Right. Uh, but you know, so it's we we try to yin and yang, and, and you know balance each other out and you know she definitely uh worries a lot but I mean as she just described I mean you know it's there's a there's there's pressure there but you know I mean there's pressure any occupation you have and any job and you know you you want to do well for your family and do well for yourself and um but you know the I wish I wish I could get her to uh celebrate her successes uh, a little bit more and and not you know not focus on the one or two emails or or negative facebook comments or something like that when you know there's 999 positive and and happy customers and and those sorts of things but she's going to fret over the 
the one one tenth of one percent of, of people, or even know. rush on to the next thing. What do I have to? Yeah. What do I have to create next? Right. What What's the next thing coming? Yeah. I would think and that would always hard, be on your when mind. You're naturally a, a people pleaser, like I am. Unfortunately, you know, it's a, it's kind of hard not to just kind of sit in those moments of an unhappy person or, you know, whatever it may be. So, I I'm learning from Scott for sure, and and doing better as he says, cele- celebrating our successes, but. So it's a learning curve for sure. What's different about Love Letters today than in 2013, other than Scott joining the team? Yeah, gosh, there's a lot. Um, have you grown in staff? Like, what does that look have. like? We've grown what in staff. What did it look like st- in 2013 when someone bought a shirt? Love Letters today? was started with um, a wonderful business partner. I had a great business partner, Amy Hunter, and um, just last year I bought her out. So now it's just, just mine. And that, that was wonderful, but that was a big, huge change. That's something for sure that has changed. Um, we have more staff now. We have, you know, bigger operations. A website. We have a website, <laughs> yes. Whoa, that's Gosh, unbelievable. How many years did that take? We have a website. We just, we have a lot more going on, and it's it's a lot more fun. You know what? We have more confidence, and I think that. Swagger. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm learning to to be okay with that, to be okay with Hey, you're doing it. It's it's going great. So I think the biggest change is Love Letters just has some more confidence right now. That's awesome. Does that come from, I mean, I'm sure it comes from a multitude of things, but does it come from more customers, more time, more revenue? Like what, what generates the confidence? Yeah. You know, being in a business like this at first, I think everything I released was like, do you like it? Do you like me? Do you like... Please say you do. Please love us. Love us. Please love us. We really need you to love this. Um, and so, you know, every release was met with anxiety and fear. And now it's just kind of exciting. Like, it's fun to create new things. I I absolutely enjoy the creative process so much more now because we do have more staff. So other people are taking care of some of the things that I wasn't good at. Like mm. Scott had mentioned the... No bills for one. Um, details? <laughs> yeah, just the little what? details. That you know, suck. just some of that stuff. But I am able to freely create and enjoy that process so much more and just build relationships. And so I think that's the, the biggest difference. That's cool. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear more about your specific creative process. Like, does that happen in the morning? Does that happen after a bottle of wine? Does yeah. that happen like... In um, your dreams? Do you dream dream. about shirts? You know, I... I kind of this in the past few months have started a new creative process. Uh Um, Scott used to get up with our middle schooler and get him off to school. And I have started doing that. And so in the morning I now have almost two hours to myself, which I've never really had before. Mm -hmm. I have just two free hours. I have no one asking anything. No one else is awake. Just me and the computer and my brain, and I feel like I've gotten a lot done in just those two hours because, you know, starting at 9 o'clock, it all starts rolling in. Everybody starts working. Everything starts happening. Emails start coming in. And so to have those two hours in the morning to just freely create is has been extremely helpful. That's awesome. Uh, maybe putting you two women on the spot here a little bit. Um, but I'm curious, the – Brooke had an experience recently, the last couple of weeks. I don't know if we want to go there. I think I just did. Yeah. Um, but Brooke is a is a creative. 
in her own outlet, in her own way. And absolutely designing homes and helping people find like meaningful spaces in their homes that they're proud of and can relax in and can enjoy their families in. Um, and, and she got a super, uh, in my opinion, hateful kind of letter, which was interesting. Um, as a fellow people pleaser, right? I was like, Oh my God, like how, how, how can somebody possibly think that about her? Right. And guess what I did? <laughs> like, it's fine. Two, I got on middle. my, got on my laptop and I just start responding. <laughs> two middle fingers to this guy. Right. Um, but, but I think you guys had this cool connection that I witnessed and Brooke shared with me some of your feedback about maybe it was a Brene Brown quote or something, it but was. can you guys talk about that? Cause I think in this, this world we're in, like there's this divide between creation and consumerism. And th- of course we blur those lines a lot and we were both, both thing. We're all both things at various times. But when you're in that space where you're creating and you're putting yourself out there and you're doing stuff and you're taking initiative and the consumers start to say, nah, I hate that. Or I don't right. like you or you're yeah. this and that, or you're whatever. Which um, everyone's entitled to their opinions. Of course, of course, of course. But I'm talking too much. So you guys fill in those gaps. Cause I, I'm fascinated by that story. Well, I loved what you said when you mentioned love letters has more confidence, which ultimately means you have more confidence in you and in what you're doing. And I think you can only get there by going through the hard, shitty stuff. Absolutely. And so like this letter Justin talked about, it, it was painful. It's and brutal. there were definitely parts that I read and I was like, what parts of this are true? What, what parts of this should I pay attention to? And then at the same time, like, what can I rise above and how can I be better? So in your experience, yeah. what have you had to rise above? How have you had to overcome challenges or hardships that have made you who you are today? Yeah, and we've had, I mean, you know, to your letter again, I think everybody who puts themselves out there, like we have, and in this new age of social media and Instagram and Facebook and everything's out there for everybody to criticize freely behind a computer with, you know. No No regard at all to anybody finding out who you are or... And I just think that, you know, when we put ourselves out there, and maybe it's as women, but I think it's probably universal, it's really hurtful to get that even when we are confident. Because like Scott said, I still will get an email sometimes of somebody who wasn't happy with something that I poured my heart into. And I still want to say, hey, who do you think you are? But I, you know, and it's what I shared with you, and I still firmly believe this has kind of changed my life, this Brene Brown. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be familiar with it, but... She talks about the arena and those of us who have put ourselves down in the center of the arena and someone who's writing an email or a letter like you got is in the cheap seats. And so I feel like if you are not down in that arena, dirt on your face, sweat all over, getting your ass kicked with me, I am not interested in your feedback. So perfect. And so so when you look at it that way, like, now I'm able to get an email or a Facebook comment or whatever it may be and say, you know what, you're in the cheap seats. You are, you, it's so easy for you to say that, but you are not down in the arena with me. And if someone who is in the arena, Brooke, if you give me some feedback or criticism, I'm going to totally take that. I'm going to have a glass of wine with you and I'm going to probably change the way I'm doing things because you are in the arena getting your ass kicked with me. But if you're not, brush it off. Well, and if I can add... Um, please do, you know, Leanne and the entire company, but especially Anne is all about 
customer service and trying to please the customer and doing whatever we can going above and beyond to make sure everybody has a great experience. And so it's not, it's not just like she says, well, if somebody doesn't like their shirt, piss on them. I mean, she's doing ex- everything, everything she, can she possibly can to make them happy yeah, sure. in it. Yep. And, you know, there's been a couple of times where it's like, you know, somebody has um, expected us not to try to make them happy and, and kind of been on the offensive with their feedback. And, you know, Leanne responds to them, you know, maybe muttering under her breath, but killing them with kindness, yep. so to speak. And that's completely flipped the script on the, the dynamic. And so, you know, sometimes you have to kind of grin and bear it and, 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 and deal with, you know, people, people that make comments on the internet, you know, I mean, sometimes there's legitimate reasons, but a lot of times people are just yeah, not happy with that. That quote was whatever. coming from, like, you know, not just an unhappy customer. Those are obviously going to happen all the time. I'm talking about the people who are just nasty. Are and just mean. nasty. Who yeah. might talk about the picture we posted or the way someone looks or the way, you know, I'm talking about the ones that are absolutely just nasty. And that's basically, you know, the Brene Brown quote just protects me from taking that seriously or to heart because or I used personally. to hear exactly Don't I used personally. to hear those things yes. and think yes. oh my gosh they're right I yep. well know, I think it it, it secures your identity it gives you a chance to say who who am I really right. like if you're gonna say this about me no I'm gonna remind myself of who I really am and and that's not it Absolutely. it's easy to take on other criticisms and think am I that way is that how you perceive me or what's going on in your life that's making you see me that way that really has nothing to do with me. Absolutely. And what I think is fascinating, watching the, the two of you kind of play out that scenario that was a real life and real, really hurtful and really painful, is that when you responded, and, and Leanne's, your, your, your response to Brooke was graceful and full of, like, authenticity and, and life. And Brooke's... It literally built me back up. Oh, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, and Brooke then responded kind of publicly with lots of grace to this like anonymous letter writer. Yes. And, and I didn't read every response because um, I have an addiction problem with like people pleasing. And so I wanted to be like, oh, Brooke, look what they said about you, right? right. So I've have to like not do all that. But what, what's fascinating is, and I'm rounding up, but like 99% of the humans in the world are amazing people. That's so right. And, and they responded. We, we got a letter and I'll give him a shout out. Big, tall, redheaded, goofy ass guy, Dan Morris. <laughs> he respond. He wrote a handwritten letter and said, um, "This is not anonymous." And he signed his name at the bottom. And <laughs> I mean, basically said, "Like, Brooke, keep going. Like, do your thing. Be you. Like, the world needs your voice, and the world needs all of our voices, right?" And so, um, it, it's just really cool to say, like, "Yeah, there, there's there's going to be the one percent, right. and we can't quiet them, right?" But we also don't need to give that attention. Yeah, I mean, there's just a big difference between like you know, supporting each other and again, constructive criticism and just trying to be hurtful. And so those are the things that you just have to brush aside because it's going to come with any business. It's going to come with any relationship, anything. And I think it's, you know, even for our kids to see like, there's this is happening to us too via social media. Um, And so it's okay for you guys to also try to rise above and to put things in perspective. And, you know, again, this is not just 
the normal complaints. This is just the people who are just downright trying to be nasty. And, and you know, what you shared with me was a perfect example of that. Immediately I thought of of the quote that we shared. So Yeah, you were super sweet. Um, let's shift gears. Okay. Let's go to your partnership. Okay. Gears and Scott's, but not just marriage, okay. also business. And trust me, I know being in business with your spouse and working with Justin has been the best years of your life. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's rewarding, but also really hard. So have you guys figured out how to ba- balance is such a weird word. I, I don't know yeah. that anyone ever really achieves balance, but what do you do in your life to have, this is our marriage time and this is our work time, or does it all just kind of coincide? You know, it's a funny time right now because we're just a month in. So mm. I don't think we figured any of that out, honestly. Mm. I mean, do you? Again, is this PG-13 or more R? You've already oh, asked that, I'm, I'm just kidding. Scott, we know you're R, so <laughs> speak freely. No, it, it's difficult to find. It's oh. difficult to find marriage time and work time. I mean, it absolutely is. And, you know, she's uh, definitely, you know, thinking about work. Lots. A lot. And I do, too. Um, but I am coming from a... 14-year career where I largely left work at work. Now, you know, Big Brothers Big Sisters had a lot of evenings and weekend kind of things, you know, fundraisers or, you know, recruitment events and those sorts of things that I was involved in. So sometimes it would kind of bleed into family time. But for the most part, I worked my 40 hours and didn't really, um, you know, bring it home with me. But now, I mean, it's, you know... But it's also, it's like really awesome too. I mean, the the fact that, you know, we are together, the fact that we are for the most part both at home when the boys come home from school. Mm. I mean, and, and granted, you know, we office a lot of our work is from our house, you know. And um, so it's, it's great that we're there and, and have a lot of time together, even though sometimes we might be, working on work stuff, but we also were very, uh, very active with the boys to try to make sure that we're, you know, doing things. Now, a lot of that revolves around youth sports as you all are very much, which you coach. Uh, yeah. Good job, dad. Uh, Leanne thinks she's the coach, but, uh, you know, it's all right. Um, you know, so, I mean, we're, we're definitely, I bet this is sweet. The team like spirit wear gear is awesome. I text, I text Justin while he's coaching. Do this. So tell her to do, do this. Do you Pull really? her butt 1, out. She doesn't deserve. She's not playing hard. Take her out. One time I was texting Scott, and another dad had his phone doing Game Changer, so that wasn't all that great. So I learned from that. <laughs> now I don't text him anymore. <laughs> but awesome. yeah, I mean, we. I, I still truly feel like we're learning all of the ins and outs. It's just been how long? A month? Five weeks? Maybe? It's mm. we're still really new and really fresh, and we'll figure we'll figure some things out. But right now it's been great. I mean. Next year, we could be having a totally different podcast about You're how we're back. divorced. But No way. <laughs> right um, now, we're doing really great. We're, we're going to – we'll put a pin in the love letters thing here and move on to some other stuff. But I do want to hear, like, where are you all headed? Like, you're, you're, a, you're a big picture visionary. Scott's the, like, let's get stuff done, make, make things happen, let's be organized and systematic. Like, where are you headed? Mm, that's probably a better question for Scott because I – think of things kind of just live in the moment. Yeah, I really, really do. Um, 
you know, we want to grow, of course. Um, we want to continue doing what we're doing. I mean, it's still really fun to hear about people in Kansas City that don't know about us. Mm. I know that probably should be a scary thought for me, but instead, every time I hear of somebody that's like, what's Love Letters? I think, gosh, there's still so much opportunity right here in our city. So I just want to keep growing here. But is that like, specifically, is that like through more t-shirts? Is that through other stuff? Is that through different apparel? Is that through men's line? Like what? I mean, I kind of want to keep on the track that I'm on. I definitely want to do more boutique items, which is sweaters and cardigans and, you know, just that kind of thing. But really and truly that just accents the t-shirts that we do create. So I kind of want to stick on um, the path that we're on and, you know, keep striking while the iron's hot right now here in Kansas City. And then hopefully at some point, you know, grow that to other cities if we could. So obviously y'all are running a successful business. Um, what, what I think is intriguing about you two specifically is how you've also, obviously you're raising two awesome boys and investing in their lives, coaching their sports, texting your husband while he's coaching and all that fun stuff. But like you've, you've been, um, I don't want to like overdo it or be dramatic about it, but like you guys have been in, in, in many instances, an example or a role model of like, Hey, how do we kind of do life well together? Like, how do we own this kind of community that we're involved in? How do we lock arms? Like, what does it look like to give back? Yeah. Like what, you guys are that? some of the best examples of giving back to the community that I've seen in a really long time. What's that been like? Well, I thank you, but I, you know, I, I always look at you all like, I mean, seriously is crazy. No, no. (laughs) Furthest thing from it. I mean, I, uh, I I look at, uh, the Rickliffs as, you know, like the, the gold standard for, for Liberty, uh, families. So I appreciate that coming from you, but, um, you know, I've, I've been a big brother. I was a big brother in big brothers, big sisters before I was a staff member before I, uh, met Leanne and, uh, that was just, it was just something I, I found out about. I had my, my best friend, Colby Jones, uh, give him a little name check there. Uh, he was a big brother, and, you know, uh, one of my former bosses uh, was the uh, spokesperson for the, uh, for the agency, and that's kind of how I got involved as a big. And, uh, you know, I've had the pleasure of mentoring four youngsters over the last... 18 years, I think. And, um, it's been a lot of fun. It, it, it hasn't always been easy. Um, you know, we've, we've gone through some challenges with uh, a couple of our littles, um, and they're not so little anymore. I mean, I think we're 26, 25, 21 and 16 now, uh, our, our littles. And, you know, that's, that's just kind of been my main way to, to give back. Um, you know, I had a great father, still have a great father and, you know, just wanted to be a, not a father figure, but just a guy in, in somebody's life that, that was growing up without a dad around, you know, and, and that's kind of how, you know, like I said, that's kind of been my main way of, of, of trying to give back or whatever. And Leanne is just, again, she's just been a visionary and you know a person who never says no and 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 can't um 
you know, can't look at someone less fortunate without wanting to do something to help. And I mean, again, besides the, the season tickets that her, her dad had, one of the other things that, that made me fall in love with her was um, when I met her, she organized, uh, fundraised, and um, bought and wrapped presents for like the entire Della Lamb school, uh, K through six, um, down in, in downtown Kansas City. And a lot of these kids were kids that didn't even know. They bought, she bought Christmas presents for all these kids. It was like 350 kids. And um, a lot of these kids didn't even know what Christmas was. I mean, these are kids that are like, mm. you know, refugees and, and whatnot. And um, and so I was just like, that's just amazing yeah. that, that she took that upon herself. And, you know, there's uh, City Union Mission and – um, you know, just many, many other things over the years that, that she's gotten involved in and, um, you know, really poured her heart and soul into. And, and so that's, again, these are, these are things that like, I'm just hanging out with a kid playing video games and, and watching a ball game. And she's, you know, raising $10,000 on her own to buy Christmas presents for 400 kids, you know? And awesome. so that kind of shows you the, again, the, the visionary that she is. She really does have an amazing heart. I remember before it was popular or cool to donate your kids gifts for their birthdays. We came to Landon's, one of his early birthday parties, and you had asked that we bring gifts for, or maybe it was canned goods, either gifts or canned goods. Yeah, I'm not sure which one, but I remember thinking, that's a really cool idea. Yeah, I, Where did that come from? You know, I think Scott and I both have just always had an very, like, I've had, always had a very big understanding that I am not where I am on my own. Hmm. There's been a lot of help along the way. And I just think to capitalize on what I have and the village that we have, I mean, there are a ton of people just within my tiny village and within our little community that want to do things to help and just don't know how. And so if we can all just come together, I mean, we, with you guys, Rickliffs, we have and, and the rest of our group, we've made really awesome changes in the community. I mean, at one point, I think our village collected like 900 Christmas dinners for the people at City and New Mission. And that was by that your was just, lead. Like that was your lead. Well, I think there just needs to be someone who says, let's do this. And that's. But people by have to organize it. But that's all you need to do is say, let's do this. And everybody no, wants to help. You'll to be amazed followers. at how many. And, yeah, and people just, want to follow you. Right. You're just amazed at how many people want to help, I think. But that's the thing. Again, that's that's kind of the point I was trying to make. The is that she me. has the balls to be like, yeah, we can get 750 dinners. It's easy. And I'm like, I just want to I just, I just, I just, play video games with Kyle, okay? <laughs> that's that's what I want to do to help the community. And I feel like, hey, I'm, I'm doing a good job here Which hanging out is. with this kid. That is. And but I, I am. But, like you know, you. but again, she's yep. the one with the vision and the, ah, let's do it. You know, yeah. and, but that's kind of how, that's kind of how love letters came to what it is. It's like, you know, somebody wants to sell t-shirts, they might buy 24. Well, Leanne's like, we're going to buy uh, 750 and I'm going to sell them through my force of will or whatever. I mean, it's, you know, those are even rounded down numbers at, at this point, you know, but it's, it's like, yeah, you know, I, she's, she is a dive headfirst kind of person. And, you know, I'm more of a, you're my, my, you're my parachute. 
<laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. No, so like, like that's the what I was thinking. You guys, there's a beautiful place for both of you. Like, there is a place that you need the one-on-one with the kid that needs the one-on-one time. And there's a place for someone like Leanne who says, I can reach the masses and go do this. And they're both needed. Amen. Yeah, and I, I, I love, I'll get my two cents in here, of course, is, you know, in, in this, like, super distracted highly edited world we live in where the the images of people's lives are like broadcast in front of us every five seconds endlessly if we want them to be and those are that's their like highlight reel right and the the real life is not that clearly i'm a dummy and like fall victim to that game more often than i'd like to admit um but what i think is cool is like to use social media in and of itself is not bad Right. right Um, we've used it for, I've used it for bad, but that what, whatever the mechanism is or whatever the outlet is or whatever the tactic is, it's been fun to watch you guys kind of be the signal in like the super noisy world, right? Like where you're going, cool. Like let's rally this troop to, or these troops or this village, as you said, to raise 750 meals for kids or, or whatever it is. And, and that's where I think you've, um, I'm curious to tie it back to your business. Like, does that help the bottom line to be this kind of benevolent, kind, um, generous soul? Or, or, do, or, or do you even know measure for it that? Sure. I mean, I would hope so. I think, and you know, when we do those things, it has nothing to do with the bottom line. And, and frankly, I'm very behind the scenes of love letters. Like I put my beautiful best friend out front and center. So, all the community pieces and the business stuff, like uh, you guys have a great story, which is evident, but surely there have been some like bumps in the road or some like, Oh God moments of like, dude, really? Like really I'm going to quit my 14 year career or my haircutting career or my whatever thing. And like, I'm going to go all it's in called on a it. stylist. It's not hair, called haircutting thing. No, nope, she's right. <laughs> okay. Got it. Sorry. <laughs> I offended all the stylists that listen to us. Um, so, what was your moment where you're like, dude, we're going to go for it. Like, we're going to do this. And in the related jumps that you had to make that were over kind of those adversity hurdles, which nobody likes to talk about. They're not fun. Um, but surely you've experienced some of those, right? Oh, gosh. We, I cannot think of one day where we haven't had a, hur- a hurdle. Can you? I mean, we have, I mean, there's hurdles every day. There's adversity that you have to, like, work through every single day. I think... You know, to your question about Scott coming on, it was actually a quote that it was just something, it wasn't even a quote. It was just something that you said to me that made me kind of change everything, which was, you know, he said, Leanne, we're pulling on the same side of the rope. Dude. I loved it. And I loved it. And I just thought, you know, there is, there isn't anybody else in the whole world. Our employees are fantastic. Some of my best friends and our greatest family, but they're still nothing like your partner who's Mm. always, always going to be pulling on the same side of the rope. And so when he said that, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You kissed his face off. I hope I just like, was like, let's just do it. That is perfect. That's the exact answer we needed. It's just that it, it's everything that we needed to feel confident in moving in the next direction. Yeah. I was, you know, serendipity or fate or whatever, but we were in a training with one of the board members at big brothers, big sisters. And, you know, he, he was a guy that had started his own company and, and done well. And 
he said, it's kind of when Leanne and I were talking about me quitting and starting full time with, with her. And I, I had been involved behind in the, the business, scenes doing your thing. Yeah. You know, absolutely. at, at many points. And I want to say, you know, big brothers, big sisters offered me a lot of flexibility to mm. kind of help out, you know, uh, when I could and, and use vacation days to help with her, with holiday Mart and holiday boutique and stuff like that. So it, it was, it was a great, great job, not only being there 14 years, but also in helping her build the yeah. business. But just when we finally like, Hey, should we do this? Do you need me full time? And, you know, Rob said, you know, sometimes the biggest risk is not taking the risk, you know, and sometimes the biggest risk is, you know, the going with the status quo mm -hmm. and, you know, that just kind of hit me and I was like, that's you know, so good. I've never know. heard that before. And so that again, it, that was just the right quote at the right time. To, and I, we were already moving in that direction, yeah. but yeah. you know, it was just, Hey, that kind of reinforces that, you know, the universe is trying to tell us something, you know? So. Awesome, man. That's so good. Um, it reminds me of, uh, one of my dear mentors, maybe one of like a, a select handful um, Clyde Lear, guy who's built a super successful business in in Jeff City of all places. Yeah, so. Scott and I were former coworkers, colleagues um, in the Learfield days. But he, as I was like contemplating quitting the Chiefs, which at the time was like a big big thing. Like, dude, really? Huge. Like, like that was our livelihood. Pre Patrick Mahomes, by the way. So I it, no, you met him. You met him. Is this Tyler know. Palco days or uh, Tyler uh, Thigpen? I think actually <laughs> big bones. <laughs> all right, <laughs> um, but. I, I literally drove to Jeff City early one morning to to get his wisdom and to just like sit with him and to soak in like all his his uh, years of experience. And I was like, man, I'm really wrestling. I'm really trying to figure this thing out. And like Brooke and I are kind of going through some stuff with our marriage, and I'm going through some stuff with my career. And like I feel like I'm having this mental breakdown and this midlife crisis. And what do I do? And he like instantly tells a story. He didn't answer my like years right he doesn't like answer it with logic he starts telling this story and i've blogged about this before but essentially he said he's like do you know so and so and i forget the guy's name do you know jack so and so in jeff city and i'm like no man i don't know him he's like well he's like the number three guy at the local bank like big wig like everybody knows him country club guy i'm like oh yeah i don't know him. and he goes on to say like he goes man when when jack and i were in our mid-30s he lived across the street and he and I would, like, occasionally, like, smoke a cigar together, drink a beer together, or pull the trash cans out at the same time. And he goes, you know what? Jack was full of ideas. Jack always had ideas. He had all these cool ideas. And he's like, but you know what? What happened is he took those ideas to the bank, and the bank gave him a promotion and, a couple, you know, 10 grand of a bonus and all these promises of future growth and this and that. Which, by the way, like, nothing wrong with working for a bank for the rest of your life. Like, some days I wish I did that. For sure. Um, but, go ahead. This podcast sponsored by uh, <laughs> Country Club Land. That's right. Um, has Lee. nothing to do with that. But what he said, he goes, you know what the, 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 the saddest thing that I, this is Clyde talking, the saddest thing that I see now is Jack in his 70s still working at the bank and he's super bitter. And he's super sad because none of those ideas he ever chased. And so it, it made me think of that, Scott, when you said that of like, man, sometimes the biggest risk is like not doing not anything taking at all. It. Yeah. Um, and again, to be clear, 
nothing wrong with working for a bank. Love love all my buddies who work no, at banks. No, and sometimes you take the risk and it fails. Like sometimes you end sure. up in Florida, broke, no job, five kids, a wife that doesn't work, and you have to figure out how to get home. And Hypothetical, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, I don't understand. You, you guys are talking about, you know, things in your marriage or whatever. Leanne and I have never, ever experienced any sort of nothing but... 14 years Pure of bliss. marital bliss right over here. Bliss. We're perfect. Yeah, bliss. Oh, my gosh. But it is. I wanted Scott to, you know, part of part of the reason for taking the jump, again, is knowing that he's the greatest partner in the world, but also knowing, like, I wanted him to have the experience of working for himself. Hmm. I, I thought that Scott Cruz deserved the experience of just working for yourself and working towards something that's yours. And, again, like, we both have poured our heart and souls into companies that other people owned. And that is, it was great for us, but it is a different world when you're working for yourself. And so I, I wanted him to experience that if even for a little bit, it might not work. He might have to go job hunting next year. But Me too, bro. It, but the you. way that, <laughs> we're always, the way we're that you two complement each other, oh. it's like two halves that make a whole. And, and you really are. You're so complimentary of each other's gifts that I don't see how you don't grow from this point on. Well, to, to piggyback off her working for yourself point, um, and again, the, the caveat being I, I worked at Big Brothers Big Sisters for 14 years. It was great. Michael, uh, my former boss, has you know, meant a lot in my life and worked with a lot of great people. But So we just finished up Holiday Mart, um, which was one of her you know, pop-up shops that uh, I don't know how many of you know what Holiday Mart is, but it's, it's huge. It's a, it's a huge deal, a, a big part of her business. And you know, conservatively, we worked, both of us, probably 90 hours that week. And I was, like, physically drained, like, not only just from the week, but each day, mm. um, you know, just setting up the booth and, and making sure everything was stocked and, and helping out customers and whatever. But, and, and I know if I would have been working at another job, I would have been you know, maybe not outwardly, but maybe even outwardly, just Ugh. griping and complaining. And oh I'm my sure God, this is such an terrible. But for what she's done, even though I was physically drained, I was still like, I mean, this, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as what you thought it might be. Yeah, I mean, it was great. It was great, even though I was yeah. like, you know, just wanted to Toast. pass out. You know, <laughs> but yeah. it was, yeah. it was awesome. You know, and it, it's, it's a thing. Like I didn't, I didn't think, not one time. Did I think going through it? Oh my God! I've been here fourteen hours today. You know, it's it was it's just, just we got to do we got to do what we got to do. You know, yeah. and and maybe a lot of people out there are rolling their eyes. Well, that's how I am at my job every day. Well, you're a better person than I am because that's not how I was <laughs> at my job. If I was there longer than than I w- should have been, I was letting people know about it. You know, so but. So well, congrats, good. guys. You made it through another holiday, Thank Mark. Thank you. All right. We got to wind down here. Uh, right. I could do this forever, but um, we know you guys have a life to get back to. So one thing before we kind of hit our speed closing section is there's clearly like as your business grows, as your influence grows, as your employees grow, all that stuff, like there's probably lots of people kind of grabbing at you for time or, hey, l- let me pick your brain. Influence. I love that. Like, can I pick your brain? I'm like, no, dude. Like, 
If you're a client, you can pick my brain all you want, or an employee. But if you're just like random guy, like you can't pick my brain. I'm sorry, I'd love to. But we like, just don't have the bandwidth at this right, point. Right, 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 right. So, how do you like? I don't know. Make decisions, filter the requests, like decide what you're gonna give your time to. Yeah. It's still so hard. I want, I want to give my time to everybody and everything, and I want to be present for all of my kids' things and all of my friends' things and all of my husband's things. Um, it comes down to, again, another quote that I kind of love that has helped me kind of refocus because I am a yes person. And so I, I tend to say yes to everything and then become kind of slightly unhappy at home. Like I, I'm harder on myself or I feel overwhelmed, but I don't want anyone else to know. Um, so another quote that I have kind of like latched onto is, um, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And so to me now, I kind of look at everything that is asked with that same question. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And that kind of helps me, you know, put things into compartments of important and maybe could wait. So that helps me focus and have more time for my kids and my husband. And it's a constant struggle. I'm always trying to to do right by everybody and make everybody happy. And I don't know if that'll ever go away. And I kind of hope it doesn't go away. I'm okay with being a people pleaser, but I also want to be a me pleaser. So if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Boom. If you put that on a dad bod t-shirt, I would buy it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. We got to wrap up. Um, we end every show with the same five questions. Okay. We call it speed story. Um, so Brooke and I are going to alternate here and we want both of you to answer. Okay. okay. So essentially, this might be our first like ten question speed story. It is. All right, here we go. Um, what's the last book you read or listened to? Uh, the last. I'm a serial book starter. Um, the last book that I finished was um, "Leaving Cancer for the Circus," um, written by a, a buddy of mine, Danny Klingscale. Used to be on the radio. Oh, yeah. And that's the last book that I finished cover to cover. I've started a bunch and just, you know, Hillbilly, Elegy, Astrophysics for Dummies. Um, those are the last couple that I've started. But the last one that I finished was last summer, uh, the, the Leaving Cancer for the Circus that's by Danny Klingskill. com. By, by the way, if you want to check it out. So Mine is completely different. And as you can tell by my buzzwords throughout this podcast, mine was Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Boom. Love it. Okay, second question. What would you do right now if you weren't afraid? Surely you're not afraid of anything. No, no, not at all. You just did it, Leanne. I know. I was just going to say, I was really afraid of this podcast, and I did it. I know it's crazy, right? But I, um, I'm just not very good at this stuff. And even though you guys are great friends, I was still really nervous, and I just did it. So thank you. I kind of just did something too. I quit my job of 14 yeah. years. Um, or steady Eddie. That's a, tough, <laughs> it's a tough move, bro. Yeah. I would like to skydive, you know, at some point, but I'm a good buddy of mine has done it, uh, three times and you know, he's, he's even less, he's, he's more conservative than I am. So, but, uh, I am, I'm afraid. Sorry, I'm getting the hurry up. 
It's like a power round, they said. And he's like dragging <laughs> it on. The, the producer is like in my ear going, dude, come on. Yeah. I'm kidding. I mean, we, don't, like, we don't have a we're producer. We're not big enough. Um, what is one thing if people knew you did, they would think you're like super weird or crazy or funny or whatever. Like I, I chew my fingernails, which is brutal. Like so, I can one up you. I chew my cuticles. My cuticles look terrible right now. I can one up everybody. I chew my toenails. How? What? I'm not kidding. Pick or chew? Like I can bite my toenails. Uh, oh, I can too. Yeah, thank you. But yeah. you don't. I mean, <laughs> I mean, normal people. Do. Can we? All right, we'll cut this part out. No, I'm we're actually think of something else. No, 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 we're not. I'm going to think of something else. No, Leanne, that's so it's good. So we can put, we're going to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> I bite my toenails. Uh, I can chew I don't my toenails. actually bite them, but I used to. All right, how about this? Um, number four, what is your favorite place on earth? Oh, it's changed recently. I think it might be Breckenridge. Breckenridge, Colorado. We have family vacation there a few summers in a row, and it is. We saw you guys there. Oh, so, oh we on peak eight it's such a getaway i i think that might be my fa- my favorite place on earth right now columbia missouri that's my favorite place on earth m-i-z z oh yeah actually <laughs> we can do the new chant now that mizzou and ku are playing again or the old chant now that mizzou and ku are playing again right m-i-z no boo it's boo oh it's boo it's boo all right brooke round us out this is my favorite question i'm so glad i get to ask it when it, is, when it is all said and done, what do you want to be remembered for? I mean, it's so cliche, but just kindness. I don't, I don't really care about much else. I want everybody to remember me as somebody who always tried to help, as somebody who was kind, and, and I hope my boys, my boys learn from that too. I think, I think they are, and I think they have, and I don't care about one other thing, not one T-shirt, not anything. I just want to be remembered as someone who always tried to help. I can't really top that. I, I want to be remembered as a, a great father. And I don't know if that's going to happen. Maybe so-so father. I don't know. The, Lannon's mad at me right now for the uh, making him use his wind time productively. But I want to be remembered as a, as, a, as a great father and and a great husband. But that's, you know, I don't know if that's gonna happen either so (laughs) so 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 husband all right you're in great father so so husband you're in the arena man you're in the arena that is right well we gotta run um lastly if people want to follow along scott plugged the website earlier shoploveletters.com um where else can they kind of watch what you're doing instagram at love letters kc and on facebook at love letters kc but yeah um shoploveletters.com is where we're at so Hopefully buy, you'll love it. Buy t- yeah, please, please love please it. Please love me. Please love me. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Fun, Thank guys. you so much. Thanks, y'all. We really appreciate you listening today. What a fun story with Scott and Leanne. We know you have a ton of places where you can give your attention, so thanks for being here with us. If you'd be so kind, please leave a review, ideally five stars, and subscribe to our show. That would be super awesome. And a big thanks to Leanne and Scott Cruz. Leanne is the owner of Love Letters, and we love their story. Until the next show, let your life tell a great story. Thanks for listening.